boy. My goodness gracious. The Sharks roll into Detroit, and they get rolled over by the wing wheel. We'll break this down. We're probably going to go off, and our poll question takes us to, to these of yesteryear, where this team used to be good. All that right now. This is Teal Tell Town Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday night, January 4th, 2022. The San Jose Sharks decided not to show up again on the road trip as they lose 6-2 to the Detroit Red Wings. That's right, they've given up 14 goals in this two-game road trip so far. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game because why? Because we're dedicated Sharks fans. That's why I seems like more dedicated than, than some of the players on this game tonight. But if you want to be part of the show, teal together and interact with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. With that, I say hello to Mr. Al Martin. Al, how are you, bud? I am doing good. Welcome to Therapy After Dark on a Tuesday. In, um, Happy New Year. Um, so, but uh, <laughs> this is not the best way to start, of course. But uh, granted, happy the, New Year! Yes, this is the first time since you've been uh, on since the holiday. How you been? How was your holiday? Good. Uh, kicked back. Didn't watch much hockey, but I did watch the Penguins uh, massacre, uh, which was um, <sighs> not great. Yeah, neither was this one. Uh, let, let's let's be honest here, and, and let's you know usually we don't go to the chat this early, but let's let's. Uh, Let's let's do it really quick here. You know, Cole Campbell, honestly, it's time to break this team up, start building for the future. Um, you know, yeah. uh, that hurt. Um, someone needs their fired. Uh, VNM SSS underscore. So at what point does Hasso finally clean shop or does he drive the franchise into the ground mm. by absentee ownership? Um, that mm. game was just sad from Shaka. I mean... Uh, Mikey J being optimistic, at least they didn't get seven. Yeah. Uh, you know, seven or possibly eight, yeah, uh, you know, Sharky boy, who's going to be held accountable this time. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, like just, just to back it up a little bit. I mean, Couture is out with, uh, a positive COVID test. Um, I think there was one other person, um, forgot to take notes on that. Uh, for, uh um, Peterson. Ooh, big loss there. Uh, Pearson, Ferraro. Ferraro's still and, out, but uh, we got Aiden Hill back uh, just in time for to put him in uh, put him in for the uh, third period yeah. for that debacle. Um, yeah, but you still lose your captain and you lose um, Brent Burns's best my mate. So um, not the best start going forward, especially after how they played against the Penguins. And honestly, like, I had pretty low expectations, and they didn't even meet that. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be a battle with Detroit, just because of what they were they were going up against. But I mean, then you you try to send a message about being defensively sounded, and you scratch Mark Edward Vlasic. 
Hate to say it, but oh. what 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 message got sent tonight? I mean, I mean, I'm. So I bad. think the idea was. I mean, I think the idea was that Velasic was on ice for the first four goals, and maybe you just give him a night off and see what happens. But overall, like, I mean. I do want to give the Red Wings a little bit of credit. Like they are maybe a year or maybe two years ahead of where we thought they were going to be, especially under Steve Eiserman. But honestly, like again, just giving up 23 goals in the last three games. um, Not great. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Um, You know, uh, Sharks come into Detroit after that eight, five debacle in Pittsburgh where, hey, give them kudos and credit that, you know, they made it interesting. But, of course, uh, those were all te- you know, teaser goals in the third period. Sharks get going on early. You see the fight going on between Middleton and Giovanni Smith. Uh, they would get into it. I thought it was a pretty evenly bout, uh, you know, two and a half minutes in. Uh, then Burns takes a hooking call on Bertuzzi. Uh, you know, didn't do much for Detroit on the power play. Granted, their power play is the 30th best in the league, so you hope they don't do too much on the power play. Uh, yep. But then, you know, about 13 minutes in, Tyler Bertuzzi, and, and this guy has wretched this franchise, wretched the Sharks organization during his time back in uh, in Grand Rapids in the 2017 <laughs> run. Uh, he gets his 14th from Lindstrom and Larkin to make it one nothing. I mean, honestly, I didn't think this was a easy goal that Reimer led in. I almost forgot that Reimer started. Um, yeah, easy goal that Reimer started, led in. And honestly, like, when things are going good for Reimer, he's pretty good. But when th- things are going south, um, he turns into Martin Jones. And <laughs> uh, right now, I think the team is just in a real bad funk. And... Um, I do want to. I don't think it's anything to do with having 13 days off. I think you could have had, you know, team, you know, players like Eric Carlson be a little bit more energized. But like, I think that's a really bad excuse if they're ever going to use that. Yeah, I mean, you can't use the excuse that that uh, you know Ferraro's not there. I mean, it it goes to show without Ferraro, the, boy, this defense is is very tough. You know, and granted, Magna probably had a last-minute flight to Detroit to get into this game, where Magna's in for Burns, Vlasic yeah. is scratch, where you have Shimmick and freaking um, uh, and Malosh as your third D pairing. Um, you know, and Simic was supposed to be the lines mate for Burns. Like, right. that's the reason why we signed him to that three-year contract. Mm-hmm. Um, why he got that huge. Um, cap incentive like um i thought he played decent before the before the break but like you know obviously i think they're kind of advertising him uh, for a potential trade but no one's going to take him i don't think anyone's really going to take if you're a opposing gm i think the only player really the sharks is hurdle but like even him like i have some question marks on yeah i mean hurdle had an assist tonight we'll get to that but you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things you know that are wrong with this team. Um, uh, SG Sports Talk Channel, uh, thank you for the super chat. This was one of the worst games by the Sharks. Um, 
Benjamin Kaiser, Wings fan here. Sharks need a rebuild. Wings denied the rebuild for too long, therefore sucked longer than necessary. Sharks shouldn't make the same mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think it was. Go ahead. There's there's a good SB Nation video about how they held on for like six or seven years. I think it's like the Collapse series, whereas basically the Red Wings were featured in that. Um, and it feels like the Sharks are basically that right now. And with just sadly without two Stanley Cups to or one Stanley Cup, essentially. And, and, and that's the thing, Al. That's the thing. You could say for what the 25 years that they went on their their playoff run, uh they got cups from yeah. from that 1991 to 2016. They got three cups, and, and like like sharks were had unprecedented luck with getting Pavelski in what was it the seventh or eighth round, uh, getting Velasic in the second round. Um, like when they hit, they hit, and like. Um, but the last four or five years, and we've talked about the Kane trade, we've talked about letting Pavelski go, but those two decisions have set back the team for the next seven to eight years. When, when, and yeah. Yeah, no, sorry to interrupt that, but you know, it's it, it gets magnified in these games because you know that that you know, you have good you have good young players coming. But they're going to be at least two years out, you know. And this is the garbage that that the team has right now. And there's some there's some, you know, diamonds in the rough. You can give some kudos to Barabanov, but you can be like Noah Gregor. Now you've had no goals in eleven games, and you're the one that said I want to stay up here in the NHL. You're not showing it. Nick Merkley's yeah. been trying to get up here again. He got scratched a couple of times. He gets replaced by Scott Reedy. Reedy's on the fourth line. Hell, our fourth line, I believe it was um, Corey Masasek, the new athletic writer for the Sharks, uh, who said this. The fourth line had two-thirds of it playing its third NHL game tonight. You know, only Jasper Weatherby was was had more games experience. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I've said it before, I think on a couple of shows that like, even if the Sharks made it to the playoffs, it, but lost in the first round, what's the point? Like you're going to let hurdle walk for nothing. Is that something you really want as a Sharks fan? Like to go through another playoff exit, like just be honest with yourself, like get the, get everything you possibly can from hurdle, get anything you can from Simic. And just call the season as it is a wash. The thing, the thing, though, Al, and I think I mentioned this. I forget which which game it was. I was on last week. The thing is, is that they're right in the thick of the race, and that's the tough part. If if this team was in the top three in the division, that's different. If you want to have you know, have hurdle, but if this team was the bottom of the barrel, oh yeah, we're get you know Doug's get or well Joe will right now is taking yeah. calls right now you're right in in the thick of it and you're kind of up in the air as to what do you want to do and the tough part is is that you're still trying to sell tickets meanwhile you see the warriors are selling out the building at chase center you see the niners mm-hmm. are selling out you know levi's and you're and you're bringing up you know maybe 10 11 000 at the tank 
Another thing just to keep in mind is the NHL likes to keep as many teams as competitive until the trade deadline. So, you know, it isn't, I mean, if you look at the trade schedule, um, most of the Pacific division opponents the Sharks are facing are way after that. And there's a pretty good reason for that. It's to keep the Sharks, the Kings, the Anaheim, the West Coast still involved, who we all thought we were going to be tankers. Um, Anaheim, real big surprise. LA, probably a disappointment in some regards this season with what they did and who they got through the draft. But, like, um, honestly, like, you were like, they still have a sh- shot even today to make the playoffs with how bad they started. Right. It's just the thing is that, you know, they started their rebuilds early. The Sharks went for it all. And unfortunately, it, it it stunk them. And the tough part is, is yeah, you can look back and, and in Detroit, you can look at those banners up in at Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, we can look at the at uh, some of those banners up at the Shark Tank. But the only one that, that got us close was 2015-16. After many years of disappointment. Yeah. And now we got to go through, a, you know, we have to go through a, a retool, a reset. I mean, let's be <laughs> a, a rebuild, you know. And, and the thing is, and like Ian, like I have it in the chat here, there was no structure to their game at all, whatever the system was in the first quarter. I mean, seeing the first period, they stopped playing it. <laughs> no, Getting it's, into it's, uh, football, Ian? Uh, you know, he, you know he misses his Canadian football. No, I'm kidding, Ian. We love you, bud. But hey, the CFL is a good alternative right now. Hey, I, I I wish the CFL was still playing right now. That'd be awesome. But the problem, <laughs> but the problem is, the give a damn, the give a damn. I mean, and the then you get to the five minute major. Um, first, let's talk about that hit that Smith delivered on Middleton. I thought it was a it was a boarding call. Uh, he did jump. Yeah. So, like, um, if you look at where the contact is, it's on his elbow. And the Sharks ruled out Middleton as an upper body injury, which can mean a billion different things. But um, obviously, like, I'm not a doctor here, but obviously it looks like an elbow injury. And, you know, it didn't look that bad in real time. It looked like even Smith, I think he came in a little bit too aggressive, and that's what got him the five minutes. Right. Um, like I would have been totally fine if they just came back and said, Hey, that's a two minute, um, we'll come back and just, he's not ruled out of the game. Um, totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. I thought, I thought maybe in my head a little bit, I thought maybe they would, um, if there wasn't that fight early on that maybe that's different, but yeah, he came in a little aggressively. I think maybe Smith was frustrated about the fight and delivered it. Uh, Middleton wouldn't return to the game, so the depleted Sharks defense goes down to five defense, five defensemen for the rest of the yeah. night. But th- what's worse is the five-minute power play. Now, of course, when we say five-minute power play in Sharks, we all remember Vegas. The complete opposite happened with the, with the Sharks tonight. You know, the not a, not as bad, but yeah, I get the I get the saying like. But to back on just Middleton for a quick, quick second, like 
Middleton has been one of the best players for the Sharks this season. He's up solidified, helped make Carlson's game more consistent all season. And having only five defensemen and you're just line blending all game, like you could have probably just marked it right there and said game over because, um, you know, heavy minutes on Jacob Magna and everything else going forward, it kind of spelled it for everything else. Um, but, you know, to talk about the five-minute disaster that it was, um, I'm not too sure what Brent Burns was doing. I'm not too sure why they didn't have a game plan going going forward to start the period. Like, they had no... Like they had no energy going forward. Like it, it was just right. Like the Red Wings knew what they were going to do, and they just like stomped on them from right at the gate. Yeah, and and that's the problem. You know, <laughs> you give up a shorthanded goal to P.S. Suter, you know, who steals it from Brent Burns, comes in, skates, and scores. You know, you're thinking, oh my god, that's just a nightmare. Yeah, what what's more worse than a nightmare? And I don't know if this, if anybody caught it. I know somebody said, you know, oh, Randy jinxed them. <laughs> the the the, sh- the Red Wings hadn't scored a shorthanded goal prior to tonight in 100 games. Yep. The longest stretch by any team since 1948. Hmm. 1948. 74 years ago. And not only do we let them have. One shorthanded goal. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We need to let them have another goal, you know, 37 seconds later. And in between that time, they had glorious chances. They didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. It looked like they didn't even were trying on that power play. There was no structure. There was no oomph. There was no hunger. You're a freaking shark. You have a shark on your chest. It's a shark for crying out loud. You got to stay hungry, damn it. Yeah, I mean, like, the first goal, like, that Reimer let in, um, pretty easy, um, you know, five-hole. But, like, the next goal, like, what's starting to pop up more and more and more is that shooters are aiming for that blocker side, um, blocker left-hand corner. And that's where most of the shots were going. And even, like, Reimer is, like, going down a lot faster than he needs to be. He's not staying up covering most of the net. Um, I'm not too sure if that's a size thing just because of how he plays, but uh, but man, like you didn't even see like it, it was a two on one most of the time, but you didn't even see a second skater get back in the frame. It was more alarming. Um, and I like I don't really have much of an issue with the Sharks' power play this season, but like the bigger issue is that there's just not a lot of options on it. Um, when you watch, you know, teams like the Capitals, they usually run like a triangle offense. So like if there's no one open on the middle, they'll just skate around the net and just keep on circling. There's none of that. Like there's no sense of progression in this power play. It's just a Brent Burns or an Eric Carlson shot from the point. And I don't know what to say. Like, like, when was the last power play uh, goal for the Sharks? And it's they, been a while they, that I've actually... They had that one against Pittsburgh, yeah. but uh, after tonight, yeah. uh, one for 15 in their last seven games on the power play. 
I mean, I, I I don't know. Can can you hear yeah. AJ's drum from from San Jose? I know you're 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 uh, south of him. I'm north. I of can him. hear it from this. I can hear it from the central coast. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, come on, guys, wake the hell up. I mean, are, are I mean, are you serious here? To to quote Taylor Twelman after the U.S. team got eliminated from World Cup qualifying years ago, what are we doing? You have no identity. <laughs> you have no identity. You don't know what you're doing. You're, you're supposed to be, oh, we're supposed to be a defensively sounded team. Yeah, you've given up 23 goals in the last four games. You've given up nearly six goals a game, which would be great if you actually had some offense. I mean, I barely heard Timo Meyer's name tonight. You know, if it weren't for Hurdle getting high stick late in the game or getting the assist on the Barabanov goal, I barely heard Hurdle. Yeah. You know, did, did Jonathan Dolan play tonight? I it's, it's, don't know if he skated. It's, and that's the point. That's the point, Al. <laughs> I don't think they called Dolan's name all game, you know. Um, so, <clears throat> let me calm it down a little bit. Last time the Sharks scored, allowed two shorthanded goals was on November 25th, 2009 against Chicago when... Hosa and Sharp scored 28 seconds apart. Last time the Wings had scored two shorthanded goals was December 17th, 1999 against Colorado. Some guy named Brendan Shanahan and Doug Brown got it for for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, Brendan Shanahan, wow. <laughs> right? I mean, so that that made it 3 nothing. Detroit, and at that point, I think I think I even saw Curtis Pashelka tweet out, "Stick a fork in this." I mean, when you're when you're calling game over three minutes into the second period, from your beat writers, damn. Yeah, and normally beat writers tend to go the company way, um, and honestly, like. Who is the leadership in the locker room? Um, we always get back to this question um, because um, normally you, when you pay a guy $11.5 million, he kind of is the leadership in the locker room. And yes, they didn't have Couture. Yes, they didn't have Ferraro. And yes, um, but like normally that is the next guy up and it should just fall to the biggest superstar supposedly um, the most paid, def- biggest paid defenseman in the league. And that's obviously um, one of the biggest shortcomings of Eric Carlson. Um, now, it's not totally on Eric Carlson's fault tonight. Like, I thought Brent Burns was pretty ab- abysmal tonight. Like, the one penalty he drew, or he got called on for the first period, the two turnovers in the second, and I think he turned over the puck again in the third period. Yeah, he did. That led to another goal. Um, yeah. So, and not all of it was on Brent, on on Carlson. Um, I do think he is a somewhat of a scapegoat, an easy one in that fact because of. Yes. Um, I I completely agree yeah. with agree with you on that. For eleven point five million, that makes you a scapegoat, and that puts the spotlight on you. And I think that absolutely no doubt about it. Has he been better this year? Yes. Lately, not so much. Yep. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. That Carlson defensively needs to be better. But are we paying him eleven point five million to be 
like that? No. No. He's he's an offensive minded defenseman to, if, to do that. And if you look at the best teams that Carlson has been on, when um, the Sens made that run to the Eastern Conference Finals, they had Hoffman, Young. They had um, pretty good talent at four. Mark Stone. Um, they had stable goaltending. Um, but like at least their four depth was like three solid lines. Um, and that's why I've always been kind of defensive of Eric Carlson because like as soon as they brought him in, like they they had four, you know, three solid lines plus a decent fourth line. And that's why they made that decent run in the Western Conference Finals against the Blues. It's not and then of course when they signed the extension, eleven point five, a lot of that forward depth got taken away because of him. Right. Um so you know, he definitely cashed in. Salute to him, like get your money when you can. But yeah. um the biggest issue is that there's just no forward depth at all. And that's why I'm kind of been glad that William Mecklen is still um, on, you know, over on the Swedish side, getting the experience now with the Barracuda team, because I don't want them anywhere near uh, Evander Kane. And there lies another issue that that will in the off season because I guarantee you nobody is calling uh, Sharks brass for yeah. Evander Kane right now, especially at a seven million dollar cap rate. So you know, and, and you know, granted, and Ian's right. You know, Carlson even when injured. He played through that that heel injury, if I'm not mistaken, was the MVP of that Sens run. I mean, he had a yeah. heck of a run. He had some heck of support players, and that's the other thing too. The Sharks need better players, you know. Um, and, and it's that's the problem. Um, these guys need to be better consistently. And you know, for a guy who you know got a moment in the minor leagues, Jasper Weatherby, uh, he got a tip off of that Burns. Shot uh, from VL at four hundred three. Yeah, he just stuck his stick out and was like, "Yep, yeah, I'll take the goal." Hey, you know, and <laughs> and that's the thing—just those little things. Throw the puck on net; good things could happen. Look what happens. They get a goal to make it, you know, four or three-one, and you're thinking, "Okay, this isn't too bad." You know, third period comes around, you know, and then they and then Barabanov gets that goal off of his skate, off of a hurdle shot. Yeah. A minute 40 in, all of a sudden you're thinking 4-2. This isn't too bad. All right, I think we can we can do something with this here. And then the wings just say, nope, we're going to finish this off right here. Two, about two minutes later, Dylan Larkin skates by Magna. He tries to get Carlson to help him out. No luck whatsoever there to make it 5-2. And then Robbie Fabry, like maybe a minute later, you know, with a bad clear from Burns, which I think is his second time he's done that in the last three games, uh, yep. to make it six two. That's yeah, with like, Hill in it, by the way. Yeah, like I know I said on Twitter that like again, I would have pulled Reimer after the fourth goal. Um, still would have done that. But like when you pull a goaltender, at least it's like a secondary timeout. Just give your team some breathing room. Don't do it during an intermission like use that timeout when you can and even like uh, the most frustrating thing about coaches is they just leave their timeouts on the table um you know you had a chance to just um after the two shorthand goals 
I think it might have been a little bit too overreactionary, but maybe call a timeout there. Um, but man, I, I just I wish he would pause the game and just control it a little bit better. Right. Yeah, and it's just it it just felt like helter skelter. You're playing pickup hockey with random people, and granted, you had the likes of Magna, Reedy, you know, VL, Weatherby coming coming in to fill in. Um, um, so I get it. It's not gonna it's not gonna be a, a masterpiece, but you want it to be, you know, semi decent. Yeah. You, you, you know, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It but you know, it looked like freaking finger paint. It lo- literally like finger paint. You know. Yeah, I I don't know what the sharks do going forward because if they do continue on a skid like Edmonton is on right now, like Edmonton has lost the last ten out of the last thirteen, and there is no excuse for Edmonton, none. Um, but like. Again, they're only three points out, four points out. Um, but still, our expectations entering this season was what? Mm, Maybe I mean, the playoffs. Playoff contender. Yeah. Yeah. But they've kind of regressed into what we have what we thought they were. <laughs> they, they, that, oh, we thought that we quote. were. And we're not going to let them off the hook on this show. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> but... <laughs> But honestly, like, they are what we thought they are. Like, they are a average team, 500, um, and they don't get many overtime points, win or loss. Yeah. yeah. So, the that's the thing. You know, two eight and two for the Oilers over in their last twelve games, uh, and of course, McDavid has COVID, yeah. uh, reportedly. Uh, so third time he tested positive. Yeah, and so yeah. that's that's a tough one to, one to deal with. Um, so let's get to the comment. Again. <laughs> Go ahead. Would not want to be in Canada if you're an Ole, if you're an Edmonton player. No kidding. Uh, so let's get to the comments from the locker room here. Uh, we'll get to the poll question in just a sec. So if you're watching us live, make sure you uh, check out the poll question. We'll discuss that in just a bit here. But uh, from Bob Bugner, the last couple of games, the structure has gotten away from us. New guys playing new combos, but no excuses. I thought the Philly game would get us back going. No shit. No shit indeed. It's very disappointing <laughs> after the start we had. The first goal was a fluke, and it took something out of our sails. Let's be honest. We lost the game during the five-minute power play. Well, I'm glad you agreed with what we just said. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be quite okay. honest on that one. Captain Obvious. Uh, from Burnsy, uh, we have to work harder. It's execu- execution and more mindset. We have to fix it fast. We have to help each other. We put each other into tough spots. Now, and, and here's one thing, Al. Remember how they were complimenting each other? They were working together as a team. They looked like they were strong early on. What the hell happened? Even with the Sharkakuda. Honestly, like, again, losing Middleton, you're down to only five defensemen. Um, And even Ferraro has really honestly been one of the bigger MVPs because he's helped to stabilize most of the lineups right now. But, like, um, man, um, this has kind of been an up and down. And as someone who has 
Brian Burns in a fantasy hockey lineup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't really count on Burns to actually do more than maybe a couple of goals, maybe a more than consistent turnover basis. And that's the thing too, is that he's had his, his struggles offensively this year, goal wise as well. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, Middleton has three, three goals on the year. Burns has four. Granted, now Burns he has ha- does have more assists. You know, let's let's put let's let's make sure you know we we don't get too crazy here. But yeast. Uh, speaking of Middleton, yeah. we have to see how Middleton feels tomorrow. He's not feeling pretty well right right now. Uh, so that's not good. So, question being here is. Does Vlasic get back into the lineup? Uh, uh, Faro is supposed to be cleared to come back to the Sharks uh, for the game uh, later this week against Buffalo. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think they're ever going to reveal why he is, of course. But like I said before, um, the hit was on his elbow. And those can be tricky injuries. So depending on where you put uh, Ferraro at, Ferraro's been with Burns all season. But uh, again, we've also seen Ferraro with um, Eric Carlson sometimes. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Simic moves up with Burns and Ferraro with EK. Yeah, I mean, they, they tried that a little, little bit uh, early on. And... Um... We'll see how it goes there. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, in terms of like what's going on with uh, Velasic, I have no clue what you do with that. Um, and see, that's the th- catch. Do you just? Yeah, because like, do you just say, "Hey, we're going to advertise him for the trade block," but like, even that, he's a no movement clause. So, what do you do? Like, like, of course you can have players who can essentially void their no movement clause. But I think the only team that would probably take him is probably Montreal, but Sharks still have to eat some salary cap. And that's the catch. I mean, how much more salary are you going to eat with the cap to make, to clear, clear out your mistakes? I mean, it, it, I mean, if you take 50% of Lassick's deal, who knows if you're able to get 50% of Kane's deal moved, you know, uh, that's seven million that you could have used somewhere else, maybe to keep Tomas Hurdle, which right now doesn't look really good. Now, does it? Um, and I mean, some of his comments uh, that he put <laughs> just in a little bit. I mean, honestly, like I'll I'll bring up like Kane's three teams he would like to go to, <laughs> and that's really one, and this is the biggest f you to the Sharks, but like essentially. His three teams are the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Buffalo Sabres. Hmm. Now, do you really think he wants to go to Winnipeg or Buffalo? Like, really? I mean, the guy I don't think has any interest, let alone being traded or let alone playing in a consistent NHL basis. So I don't think talking about Kane being traded is just a waste of time right now. And I try not to talk about them as much. Yeah, because it's it's going to be irrelevant. They'll have, they'll have to buy it eventually. And then for Vlasic, it's going to be tough to move around. And, you know, 
for for a guy who's supposedly a, a great defensive defenseman, and granted, he was for for a number of years. But for now, who's yeah. going to pay seven million for a defenseman who doesn't play defense? You know, and that's the tough yeah. part. Yeah. Um, Hurdle kind of went off tonight in the in the post game. Um, just slowly going through some of these comments here. Uh, we miss guys before and we're able to win. It's no excuse. We have to show up and play better D. Um, you know, uh, hmm. it, it, it's just, you know, obviously Ferraro and Couture are leaders and heart and soul guys, but that shouldn't matter. We still need to execute. The last two games is not the way we play. You know, I mean, you keep going with that. With Hurdle here, it's tough. We had a good first 20 minutes, but we show up like that and give up two short-end goals. It's embarrassing. We were just standing waiting for something to happen. That's the last thing you want on your power play. Yeah. Back to Bugner. We made dumb decisions on the blue line. Cheating on offense were a little bit thin. Some teams can lose a couple of guys, and it's okay. We're not one of those elite teams. We didn't step up. Granted, we yeah, have... I mean, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, that's pretty accurate. I mean, um, letting two shorthanded goals on a five-minute power play—that was pretty generous in my book. Um, and even like starting the game, like they got maybe one or two good chances for the in the first five minutes, but like after that, the Red Wings kind of carried carried the play. Yeah, they. I thought they dictated the play early on. They started getting some shots on net, or at least some scoring chances. Tima was throwing the throwing the body around. You know, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, let's see where are we going here. You can't a couple of point be a couple of points behind in the playoff race and get to that point where every game is we have to be. Oh, hmm. I mean, this is hurdle, so I'm trying to figure this out. You can't, you can't a couple points behind in the playoff race and get to that point where every game is we have to win this because if we don't, we're fucked. So hurdle drops an f bomb. Apologies for everybody who who heard that one, but hurdle dropping an f bomb. You could s- and saying it's embarrassing. Um, I'm gonna go out and let and say hurdle is pissed right now. Um. I think, like, if you think about it, like, what has happened um, the last two plus years, he had a kid with his, I believe, fiance or wife, now. wife, one of the two. Um, like, if the Sharks decide to move him, that means that essentially they would have to move his family and everything else and the relocation process. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that go, go along with just essentially training a player. Um, and I think that's more what he's leaning on to than essentially just, uh, playoff races and all that. And I think he pretty much knows that he's a big name at the trade block. Um, TSN is going to talk about him like crazy when we start to get a week or two close to, it. um, it also doesn't help. But I think there's a lot of frustration from players about not going to the Olympics after fighting, for so long from the for the CBA, um, you know, there was a good quote about from Brad Marchand about how all of a sudden 
after all links were canceled, were canceled, taxi squads start to be enabled, and that's how. Um, who was it? I think it was Jacob. Mm, sorry, I'm, I don't know your. I don't know your name, Jacob Magna. Sorry, I don't know your name, man. <laughs> but like, the second the Olympics are canceled, you get taxi squads, and if they just enabled that, um, you know, at the start of the season, maybe you don't can't have this week or two pause before Christmas, and you essentially keep the three week break that was at the start of the season. Yeah. And it's a good point, and I and I believe um, Vlasic retweeted over that and said, "Well said." I mean, absolutely. I think he he the I think the NHL thought things were were going down, and at the time of October happened, things looked pretty decent. You know, I think the Sharks were the first team to have an issue, and they made them play. And now the Islanders have have had two <laughs> yeah. breaks. You know. Uh, the Canadian teams have restricted capacities. If that, I think uh, Ontario is now down to like, like five to 10 people in there where they are almost to the point where they're going to have to have Toronto, not play any uh, Toronto or Ottawa play any games at home anytime soon. Uh, I mean, like in a span of three weeks, I remember the angels saying like, Projected revenues are going to be about $5 billion. Yep. One week later, games are going to be canceled. Um, sorry. Uh, I guess we're not going to go to the Olympics. Bye. Okay. Um, but all-star breaks are going to still happen. We're going to go to Vegas. Hopefully no one gets COVID. Um, See, here, here's the other thing, too. Thank you for bringing, bringing that up. And another thing I'm about to rant on. So we're going to go to, <laughs> we're going to, go to an all-star weekend. In Vegas. Oh, by the way, the NFL Pro Bowl's there the same weekend, and we're and we're <laughs> and we're not expecting anything to potentially happen. We're not going to have any of the players go out. We're not going to have them do media day. Are you freaking kidding me? You're gonna tell you're gonna tell Ovechkin to to stay in his hotel room the entire time in Vegas. You're gonna tell me that none of these guys, especially the kids, are gonna want to go out and do things in Vegas are not going to do anything. Oh, bull kapuki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like again, we can go through the entire year and how the angel has fumbled it every month from Kyle beach to everything else. And it's just been a nightmare. Um, you know, I want to say, thankfully, the game hasn't been that bad um, because for the Sharks, it really hasn't been that bad at times. But we knew at some point the league was going to get the Sharks like the first two months. I think a lot of teams were playing their backups. Uh, I know Boston was playing their backup. I know Toronto was playing their backup. Um, you just go down the list and no one was taking the Sharks seriously. And they said, "Oh no, make them play." I mean, granted, granted, I think of it is that you had your own minor league team in the same city, so that helps getting people over and everything, which it makes sense. But at the same time, nobody, not everybody, has that same luxury, you know. Um, yeah, if the NHL thinks yeah. they can just postpone all these home games, the season won't end until July. Yeah, I'm not surprised, and. and wouldn't be surprised if the cup doesn't get awarded till July. You know, 
um, which would which would kind of suck because, um, you know, if the sharks go on a miraculous run, I'm supposed to go to England to uh, <laughs> to celebrate my <laughs> girlfriend's son's graduation. Um, um, I'm kidding, Amanda. Like I'm kidding, canceled. Amanda. I'm kidding, Amanda. Uh, just, but just... yeah, you know. And, you know, PJ said yeah. we had millions of COVID infections today, you know, and, and, and this is after 481 day last week when that's up over a million, you know, not to turn this into a COVID thing, but unfortunately I got yep. it yesterday, you know, so oh, shit. Yeah. That's why I'm in my room doing this and it freaking sucks. You know, I'm sure my yelling doesn't help anything, but at least I'm isolated in my room right now. But, you know, the thing is, is Jesus, you know, the thing is, is that it's everywhere. And for two years, you know, it's been all over the place, wearing a mask and everything. I'm double vax and everything. I was supposed to get a booster, you know, this week. That went by the wayside, just like the sharks goaltending or goals allowed went by the wayside. So. (sighs) Well, you are doing great for someone who has COVID. I will say that. Yeah, uh, I have a fever, and unfortunately, the prescription is not cowbell. Oh man! So, <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, I'm I'm so frustrated. I need to do a wraparound. You know, so let's get to it in overtime right now. Chicago and Colorado tied three three. Alex DeBrinkit has the tying goal. Oh, he has two goals. Yes, go go fantasy team for me on that one. Uh, the the Jets and the former Jets, uh, the current Jets, uh, 2-1 over Arizona. Uh, you know, you talk about teams who, who are going to be, uh, you know, selling off everything at the deadline. Um, you know, Arizona, th- where does Phil Kessel go? You know, um, and everything. Nowhere. Yeah. No <laughs> score between the Predators and the Golden Knights. Yeah, hey. If they do that, that's all. That's all Arizona's fault. Um, Flyers and Ducks. The Ducks lead two one to the Flyers. Troy Terry with both goals for Quackaheim. Uh, Boston beats uh, the Devils five to three. David Pasternak gets off his ten game Schneid. See Noah Gregor. See what happens. That's so easy. Um, Florida Panthers beat up the Calgary Flames six to two. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Let's do it for the boys, bud. Joe Thornton scored a goal, bud. Yeah, yeah, bud. Let's go to Vegas. Oh, yeah. I love Vegas. <laughs> uh, Lightning smack around the, the Blue Jackets 7-2. to uh, Andre Palat with a pair of goals. Yes, Braden Point. Thank you for my fantasy team. Uh, former Shark Gustav Marquist with the goal in a losing cause for the Neon Buggers. Uh, and then of course there are other, there are two games that were supposed to be taking place that gets postponed. So, uh, that's, that's all we got going on here for now. Um, the Sharks next game, as I try to sneakily look up when the Barracuda play next, uh, the Sharks next play in Buffalo. Um, like, let's put it this way, Al. If if the Sharks lose to Buffalo in Buffalo, which normally is a usual occurrence for them, but if they lose to Buffalo on Thursday night, I I just might lose it. 
I think if the Sharks do lose to Buffalo, that's when you kind of, I don't want to say the season's kind of going downhill at that point. Um, because for teams like Vancouver, Vegas, Anaheim, um, like I, I don't see a pathway going forward where the Sharks are going to um, be part of the top three in the Pacific. Um, it's really going to be a wild card or bust, and they're really not keeping pace and uh, with other teams right now. And with Colorado having so many games in hand because of the COVID issues they've had, you know, that's a tough one there. So, um, so let's see here. Uh, let's take take a look at the poll question here. Uh, we did ask you on, on this on this night tonight, since we were playing the Detroit Red Wings, um, and it was so. Currently, right now in the Pacific, the Sharks have thirty five points. Even with how bad the LA Kings have been, they have thirty seven points, and they are still behind the Oilers. And the top three in the Pacific is, of course. Vegas, Anaheim, and the Flames. So, thankfully, you don't have to worry about the Seattle Kraken, but hooray. <laughs> hooray. You know, uh, you know, Thursday night's poll question, more embarrassing, the Sharks' last two games or Puck Guy's impressions? Well, honestly, let's be honest here. The if If that's not embarrassing, the last two games for the Sharks, I don't know what to tell you. Be quite honest. I know my impressions aren't as best, but let's be honest here. Giving up 14 goals in the last two games, you're averaging seven goals allowed in the last two games. It's pretty embarrassing. Snip 15. In six? No, 14. I was told we would do no more. Eight versus... Okay, whatever. <laughs> this is why. I, this is this is why I didn't. I don't have a math degree. So, uh, you know, the only hope is the Sharks having more in division games that left than any other Pacific Division team. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's that. You know. Oh man, but it, it's just it's just frustrating to see because seeing what this team went through in the early years, Al. Um, this is this is triggering. These last four games have triggered that. Even even the shootout. I mean, it's it's even triggering like like the worst season in the last ten years was probably the fallout season, like when the twenty nineteen season twenty nineteen twenty, like when everything fell off. Um, Carlson got injured. Everyone got injured. But like. Hmm. But now there's no excuses. Like if, yeah, there there's injuries, but now there's no excuses. There's no excuses, but like even I'm trying to stay positive with this team, but like if you're going down the list, like versus the Pacific, do they match up well against Vegas? Really no. Like Vegas was it has the size, the speed, and they're going to get Eichel in probably 4 to 6 weeks. Like that's just insane that they're going to get that quality player for their playoff stretch that we didn't think was going to even play this season because um, of how many things went wrong in Buffalo. 
that's a totally different subject. <laughs> yeah, I, um, but, but I mean, but for Vegas, it's really cup or bust. Let's be real here. Even if it's cup or bust, like they still can come back next year and still be cup or bust. Like top to bottom, that management team, they've built what the Sharks had for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. or at least Trying in the to. early 2000s and in 2010s. Like a solid core, great forward depth, um, kind of shaky on Leonard at times, but you can at least work around his, his goaltending. But like, that's a playoff team that is going to go for the next five to six years, regardless what happens with Stone or uh, with everything else. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, the poll question went away. But I'll ask you, Al. Um, back to uh, to fun, better times. Uh, <laughs> which playoff victory was more sweeter against the Red Wings? 94, 2010, or twenty eleven? 94 was the Jimmy Baker one, right? Yep. I'll just go with that because <laughs> I have <laughs> – I'm trying to think what 2010 and 2011 were, but, like, uh, I have no memory of that. Uh, tw- That's really, really bad of me, but, like – 2010 and- – Oh, wait, 2010 and 2011 were, was essentially thinking we're going to take – we're going to be the next one to step over the Red Wings. Okay, I remember that a little bit, but 94 – yeah, I'll go with 94. Ninety four for me, of course, and, and me and AJ romanticize about this all the time. Uh, just how everybody in the community in the Bay Area was into the Sharks. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing Teal. You can, you know, it was amazing how how all the sportscasters had to learn how to say Makarov and Larionov and Urbe. Um, I mean, twenty ten was great because the Sharks were up three nothing on their wings and they finished them off in five. And five, yeah. And that looked like that was the that should have been the team. And I say this for a lot of playoff teams for the Sharks, but that looked like the team that was the one that could have gone that should have gone all the way. I've kind of said this before once or twice, but um, there was a sweet spot between 06 and 2010 um, before the Giants won their first World Series where the Sharks had a chance to to have the Bay Area spotlight. Yep. And they just blew it. Um, and 2010 is that team. If they did it once, um, and yeah, they got swept by the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks were, God, they had so much talent on. Like, if you look at how much talent they had, it was just not going to happen in hindsight. But um, if they would have done it in 2010, you would have actually had uh you know Randy Hahn not in the skyscrapers you would have had him hopefully in the stands or or in the equivalent to that right. yeah I, uh, 2010 was a great run unfortunately Chicago got in the way of that yeah. 2011 uh you know they were up three nothing again I remember Setaguchi having that hat trick the overtime winner and then the Sharks almost got reverse swept in that game but then Patrick Marlowe Gets that game winner, you know, after Jeremy Roenick called him gutless. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there are so many stories to all of that series. That clown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's always curious. And I think at the time I was seeing 94, which which I'm not surprised is still was one of the leaders. So, 
But uh, what is one team? I think I think the best team, and I know this is after the Sharks made it 2015-2016, the Stanley Cup, but if they would have stayed healthy for 2016-2017, and that team was just decimated with, with yeah. injuries, with Thornton, go down the list. Thornton um, had that knee issue he tried to play through. Um, yeah. Freaking uh, Couture had the, the major puck to the yeah. mouth, and, and they were taking well, shots with them. Um, that That's every day with him. Uh, <laughs> it seems like every year. Ask Rocket about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was a reason why we thought they were going to be a President's Trophy team at that point. And the injuries just decimated that team. Uh, and that was Edmonton's McDavid's, I think, first and only playoff series win, I think, at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, not saying it's coincidental, but uh, mm-hmm. conspiracy theorists, uh, go ahead and uh, go down that. We might have a trivia night down the road, and, and I, I'll, I'll say this. The answer to one question will be, this team has has given the the Edmonton Oilers two of the last three playoff victories. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. If you look at the last three playoff victories for the Edmonton Oilers, it was the Sharks in 2017 and in 2006 it was <laughs> the Sharks, <laughs> the Sharks in the second round and then they lost to the Mighty Ducks in the conference final. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, yeah I, I, the, I just... the sweet spot. Like again, if they just made it in 2010, they could have done it. Yeah. But all right. And on that note, in case you missed anything and you don't want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite <laughs> podcatcher. Hey, I don't I, I like there's a really good segue for this one, you know. Nope. Uh, uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe to that YouTube channel if you haven't already. It, it really does make a big help for us. We thank all of our subscribers already. We appreciate you. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. Uh, that'll notify you when we do go on here after the game. Don't forget us. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So, Buffalo. Not not to zeal Zach. They better win, or you just blow up the damn team. I don't care. Are are you doing that game with me on Thursday? I might do it with Ian. Oh, boy. That should be an interesting one. Oh, angry Ian! If they if they lose, Ian's going to be in top top quality himself. Oh, this will be good. Yeah, uh, this will be good. So, uh, be on the look. You might root, you might root for the Sharks to lose that day. I don't know about that because our luck. Uh, well, that you know what we'll do. If the Sharks lose to Buffalo on Thursday, we're, we're breaking out the um, uh, the the draft lottery uh, simulator. <laughs> That's what the, we're going to break out tankathon if the if the sharks lose the buffalo. I don't want to do that, but at this point, I'm about to be going livid if they give <laughs> up another six or seven goals to an inferior team. So screw Martin Jones. <laughs> uh, and, oh god! And then and then you go to Philly after Buffalo. 
And then watch <laughs> Martin Jones gets a shutout. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> we, we might as well shave Ian's hair uh, that night. I don't know. Okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I, I'm too frustrated with it. I need to be a little more even keeled. I apologize everybody, but Al, thank you as always. I appreciate it. Always a, pl- always a pleasure, dude. Um, Props to you for even doing this with, uh, you know, you having COVID and all that. Um, Hopefully you get better. Thank you, bud. Your final thoughts and where do people can find you? Oh, the sharks suck. Get back to you. I'll see you for Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Wow. I wasn't ready for that toss right away. All right. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We will be back with you Thursday night. I don't care about this team anymore. Bye. Wow. Jeez. I'll be be back with you on Thursday night following Sharks and Sabres. Dear God, please, Sharks, win this freaking game. Uh, And we'll be here for that. So uh, until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. The conversation now shifts over to Discord. Have a good night, everyone.